सद्गमय तमसो ज्योतिर्गमय मृत्योर्मा अमृत गमय ओ शाति 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 ओम लीड मी फ्रॉम द अनरियल टू द रियल लीड मी फ्रॉम डार्कनेस टू लाइट लीड मी फ्रॉम डेथ टू इमोटैलिटी ओम पीस 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 Today's topic is be you merely an instrument. That's from the Bhagavad Gita. Sri Krishna telling Arjuna, "Nimitta madram bhava." So we'll just see the background of this statement of Sri Krishna: "Be you an instrument." The Mahabharata battle is about to start, and that's when. Arjuna got confused about as to his duty and Krishna is giving the teachings of Bhagavad Gita after hearing the divine glories of Shri Krishna of the Lord he want Arjuna wanted to see the divine form the universal form and out of his gracious uh, graciousness Shri Krishna agreed to show Arjuna and gave him the divine eyes to see that but seeing all the divine form the universal form the past present and future the whole universe in one spot arjuna got so frightened and he started asking who are you he you know of course it is shri krishna is showing the divine universal form but still he asked the question he got so confused and frightened he asking who are you this terrible form then krishna gives a reply i am the time all destroyer engaged here in annihilating all beings so that's his duty the, the work there destroying the whole universe and then he adds even without you not one of all the warriors arrayed in these rival armies shall survive so destroying your enemies enjoy the prosperous kingdom these warriors have already been killed by me be you but an instrument that's what krishna says all the warriors are on both sides he says they all been killed now they are just standing there like um, statues or um, as as were painted in the canvas all you have to do is just sh- shoot the arrow and uh, apparently kill them and then he goes on to mention a few specially he says bhishma drona jayadratha karna they all have been killed because these great warriors are supposed to be invincible bhishma has got the boon that death will not approach without his permission he will die only when he wants to die and drona cannot be drona the teacher cannot be killed as long as he holds any weapon as long as he wields weapon nobody can kill him and jayadratha <clears throat> jayadratha's father did a lot of austerities and got the boon 
from Lord Shiva that whoever kills his son or by by whoever throws his the head of his son to the ground that person's head will shatter to 1000 pieces so if you kill the person if you cut his head off your head will be will be shattered to 1000 pieces so that way uh, almost say he is invincible no he cannot be killed and karna karna is a deadly is a very great warrior almost equal to arjuna and karna has got a very strong weapon called shakti given by indra which is really deadly whomsoever it is aimed at that person will be killed definitely and karna is saving that to kill arjuna so there are there these are really invincible warriors so krishna says mentioning their name they all have been killed by me so you be just an instrument <clears throat> now this teaching of gita though it was given to arjuna in the battle field we they have been told by all the teachers that this is a teaching for the whole humanity in their battle for of life it's not just to arjuna but we don't have a battle or a war to wage like arjuna not a physical war but we have got the battle of our own life everybody has got we have got many forces of darkness and negativity to face with to fight and conquer and they are very powerful apparently invincible like bhishma drona and karna so the lord is adding assuring us that all these negative forces will would be destroyed if we become an instrument in his hands that's all we have to do become an instrument in the hand of god then all the negative forces which are waging war against us will be destroyed now the question is how to become an instrument in the hand of god nimitta matram he says as so it seems very easy just become an instrument in the hand of god but it's when you try to practice it it's very very hard <clears throat> now look at the main teachings of gita talking to a friend in calcutta swami vivekananda says this is the central idea of gita to be calm and steadfast in all circumstances with one's body mind and soul centered at his hallowed feet to be calm and steadfast in all circumstances whatever happens with how can we do that with our mind body and soul completely fixed at the feet of the lord and in another place krishna swami vivekananda says about the idea of gita is the image of the preacher of gita shri krishna and then he he asked the a friend to describe the the form of krishna that we see in the as as the um preacher of gita what is he doing he is holding or he is reining in four powerful horses with his left hand holding the reins and their horses are really ready to jump forward to go for the battle he is restraining them in the other hand he is holding the whip then he but his 
So there's tremendous energy to hold those four horses, control them. It's a lot of energy is needed. Tremendous work going on in the body. But the mind is completely calm, serene. With a sweet smile, he is turning towards Arjuna and is giving the teaching. <clears throat> so there is intense activity in the body. It's externally, there's intense activity. But in the mind, calm and steadfast. Serenity. But we know that when, the, when we do engage in actions, the mind gets disturbed. Whether the action is a pleasant action or unpleasant action, whether the results are good or bad, our mind gets disturbed. Because if the results are good, we get elated. If the results are bad, we get upset. Both disturbs the mind. So how are we to get this calmness and serenity which is shown on the face of Sri Krishna? At least a fraction of it. <clears throat> and what is causing this disturbance to our mind? We see that it is desire and attachment. That's always disturbing, disturbing our mind. Attachment to the results of our action. So Sri Krishna is asking us, do all the works, all the whatever you have to do, all your duty, but don't get attached to the results. He says in the Gita, Karmane Vadhigarasta, you have the right only to the action, not to the results. So that means don't get attached to the results, do all your duties. <clears throat> but isn't it a bit contradictory? You do all the duties, but don't attach to attach the result. Don't look for the results. How can that be possible? Because if you are not attached to the results, Sri Krishna says, whatever you do, the actions that you're performing, if you are unattached, then you will attain the Supreme. But that's a a sticking point for us, a difficulty for us. When we take up any action, say a just cause, and at present, in the present time, there's a lot of um, causes which are appealing to our mind. There is the global warming, climate change, racial and gender discrimination, and people take up all these causes and work for it. And we work with all our might with the putting all our energy and strength into that. But perhaps we may reach a stage when we we cannot give it up, the action that we have taken up. Even though it is ending up in failure or we are finding it hard to go on, still we are not able to give it up. We cling, on, cling to that great tenacity. And we say, it's our duty. And Swami Vivek, even, even if it hurts us, we just still hold on to it, saying it is our duty. And Swami Vivekananda says, it is actually attachment, but we have covered it with a high-sounding word of duty. We are like the bees going to suck honey. Say, suppose there is honey in a, in a dish. Bees come to suck honey. But what happens? Their hands, their feet get stuck in the honey. We are like that. 
we have come to enjoy this world but we get stuck in this the honey of this world the sage bhartrhari says bhogana bhukta vayameva bhukta tapona taptam vayameva tapta kalona yato vayameva yata trishnanda jirna vayameva jirnah we have come to enjoy we came to enjoy we are being enjoyed by the world <clears throat> the pleasures eaten to avoid us as um nachigada told yama these enjoyments only deplete the senses the world pleasures eaten to avoid us so the we are being enjoyed we came to rule we are being ruled we came to work we are being worked by other minds the the desires are not depleted we are being depleted so this is the condition of the vast majority of humanity we are caught we are we get stuck in the world <clears throat> now we have to learn how not to get caught that's the main thing we have to learn not to get caught in this world we must so we have to have the power of detachment we get attached to things of course they say it's no harm it's better to get attached without being any attachment well swamiji says the wall does not get attached but the wall remains a wall do you want to be like that it's better to get attached to something than being a, a wall or a piece of rock but we must have the capacity we must have the ability or power to detach ourselves from everything that we get attached to however dear and beloved that that, that may be and however terrible the pain and suffering involved in getting detached we must be able to do that we must have the power to detach ourselves and for that we have to be strong we had need strong will power there is no place for the weak in spiritual realm if you want to follow the spiritual path you have to be really really strong that's why the upanishad says nayam atma balahinana labhya this atman is not obtained by the weak minded we have to be very very strong <clears throat> then the we may ask the question isn't surrendering to god giving up one's will to god's will isn't it weakness they say surrendering to god merging our individual will completely into the in god's will is the greatest manifestation of strength or will power <clears throat> and when with that comes the conviction that we are strong in the strength of god it's only when we are free from attachment that we can work like master like a master otherwise we work like slaves and we say it is our duty as i mentioned earlier swamiji says is attachment but we put the high sounding word of duty we at present we are working like slaves and we say it's our duty speaking about this common idea of duty swamiji says 
Duty becomes a disease with us. It drags us ever forward. It catches hold of us and makes our whole life miserable. Look at the poor slaves to duty. Duty leaves them no time to say prayers, no time to bathe. Duty is ever on them. They go out and work. Duty is on them. They come home and think of the work for the next day. Duty is on them. It is living a slave's life. At last, dropping down in the street and dying in harness like a horse. This is duty as it is understood. Really strong words, but it's a fact. This is duty as it is understood. The only true duty is to be unattached and to work as free beings, to give up all work unto God. That's the only duty, to work as to be unattached. That's the only true duty. Swamiji is not saying, don't do any work. Sri Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita is not asking us not to work. He is keep saying, be unattached. So, this, so Swamiji converts these uh, words. The only true duty is to be unattached and to work as free beings, to give up all work unto God. Often we mistake when you say unattached, oh, you are asking us to be indifferent. No, being unattached is not being indifferent, it's completely different. It is not being indifferent to the task on hand. You have to put in all the energy and power in your, at, at your disposal into that particular action. But unattached means getting the little self completely dissolved in action. The I of the actor, the person of, I, I, I do the thing, that I is completely annihilated. That's what is meant by being unattached. So this detachment is not a negative thing. It is detaching from the lower and attaching ourselves to the higher. And detached from the desire for selfish gain and attach oneself to the welfare of the world, the good of the world. As Buddha says, Bahujana Hitaya, Bahujana Sukhaya. <coughs> that is detachment. Now, how do we give all work to God? How are we to do that? Does, Krishna, does, does the God come and take off our actions? No, he's offer all the results to God. It's, it is offering the results to God. Have the idea that God is the master. I'm doing his work. I'm simply working for him. Then the results don't belong to me. If I do work for a person, somebody, then the whatever the results of that of that action belongs to that person, not to me. So we are to have that attitude. We are working for the Lord. We are doing His work. So the results belongs to Him. Whether it is good or bad, we don't have any claim to the results. They, they belong to the Lord. So 
Krishna is asking, don't get attached to the results. And how are we to do that? He says, whatever you do, have the, I, the remembrance of offering those results to me. So in the Gita, he says, Etkaroshi Adasinasi, Ejjuhoshi Dadasiyat. Ettavasasi Kaunteya Tatkurusha Madarpanam. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer in sacrifice, whatever you give in charity, whatever austerities you perform, do as an offering unto me. So whatever we are doing, it's not a do as an offering unto me. Everything becomes worship. All our daily activities becomes a worship of God. If we can, if we can remember this, it's not that we have to go to the temple or church or even your prayer room to do the worship. From morning till evening, all the waking hours, whatever we are doing is a worship of God. And if we can keep that idea constantly in the mind, even sleep becomes an act of worship. As Ram Prasad says, Nidrai Koro Make Dhyan. When you are sleeping, you are meditating on Divine Mother. So every action becomes a worship of God. <clears throat> There's no more secular and sacred. So what Sri Krishna is asking us is to bring about a change in our mental attitude. Now we are performing all the action with the idea, I do. And I do these actions to achieve certain such results for myself or my family, my people. It's all connected with I and my. Sri Krishna is saying, to perform this action, the same action, with great enthusiasm, to the best of our ability, but with another different mental, stream, mental framework. Do everything, but offer everything to God. Don't appropriate all the results for yourself. You need the help. You take the help of other people to perform your action. You are living in a society. We take the help from other people. Then don't say that all the results belong to you. You have to share with others. So the best way is, you cannot share, go around giving the, sharing the results to all the people, offer it to God. <clears throat> Do the action because it is your duty, not because you will get a particular research. That's what Krishna is saying. It's your duty. This is a, some action has come, uh, come in front of me. This is for me to do. Sometimes we ask, why should I do it? We change the attitude. Why not I do it? It's there for me to do. Somebody has to be, this has to be done. Why not I, why don't I do it? <clears throat> because I'm doing for, I'm doing the Lord's work. He's the master, I'm his servant. And we are, that attitude we have to have. We are working for the sake of the Lord and for his satisfaction. And Shikshna says, even by working for me, you attain the Supreme. Often we say when you do work, you get bound. But Krishna says, no, even by working for, for when you work for me, 
do you attain the supreme because you are not attached to the results you are working for me the results belong to me madartham api karmani kurvan siddhim avapsesi you perform action for me you attain the attain perfection <clears throat> but even when we do that work that way when we offer the results to lord you have i am doing the lord's work i am his servant but who is doing the action i do the sense that i am the doer is still there so if you but when you progress in spiritual path when you evolve in spiritual path there you come to a state higher than that where even that idea of doership is gone agentship is gone you don't have any any more the idea that you are actually doing you get the idea that the lord is working through you you become merely an instrument in the hands of the lord <clears throat> you come to the, have the idea that lord is the only working force in the whole universe the divine will works through everything in the universe all actions that we think we are doing through our individual will is actually done by the divine will we are we don't have any will of our own we are not doing anything we are just he is doing through us that attitude comes <clears throat> at present we feel that we do i do that i feeling it's to to ignorance actually that person is just an occasion and an instrument that's a true surrender to the lord we are earlier stage we surrender the results of our action to the lord in a higher stage we surrender even our agentship to to the lord it's complete surrender the recognition that the whole all the whole universe all the beings exist for his work to fulfill his will that is the i uh, that recognition is the idea that i am the lord i am the instrument in the hand of god nimitta matram ramaprasad the bengali poets said he sings tomar karma tumi karoma o mother thou dost thy own work but people call it's theirs thou art the moving force and i am a mere machine i move along as thou o mother movest me i don't have any power i don't have any strength of my own you are moving me i just move as you make me move <coughs> there is no will of my own one's own will is there is not there the tool does not have any will of its own whether to perform action or not it does not make any decision whether to work or stop work suppose the pen i have used a pen to write a few letters and then the pen decides no i have written a lot of letters i am not going to write any more the pen doesn't have any any will of its own to do that the strength of its own we are like that we are in that stage of spiritual evolvement we will come to the realization that we don't have any power of our own 
the lord is working through us <clears throat> it is due to our ignorance that we don't realize that, that we we imagine that we are doing this or that we are free to do what we like but if you look at your action our everyday life you see that we may plan but things don't go as we plan because it's not in our hand when things don't go then we realize oh we had planned but it's not in our hands it's lord's will but we hear people saying all this oh i surrender everything to god they are to the will of god or everything happened by the will of god whatever is his will it we it's all good when everything goes well but this is only lip service do we really mean it to really mean it to practice it every moment of our life is very very difficult if things goes really against our wishes goes really bad can we still say it's your will thy will be done then we protest we grumble we scream then if we can say even then it's your will i accept it then we have we have got the right to say i am an instrument in the hand of god so that's why saint teresa of avila says to say that we abandon our will to another's will seems very easy until through experience we realize that this is the hardest thing one can do if one does it as it should be done if one does as it should be done then we realize it's the hardest thing that we can do to give up one's will to the will of god why is it so there is a continuous his gifts in this world are trials sorrows injuries persecutions etc see what are the what are the gifts of god these are the gifts he gives trials sorrows injuries persecution nothing all these things we run away from them we don't want all these things but these are the gifts that of god is god is giving us to those he loves more he gives more of these gifts to those he loves less he gives less so to say that i offer i give up my will to your will and accept all these things it's really really hard that's why he she says only those who have tried you know know how hard it is to practice it when we have completely given up our will and have attained perfect union with god only then we become really an instrument in the hand of god and we can do his will till then what are we to do we are we are far away from that stage so what are we to do we can only pray oh lord guide me by your hand that i may do your will make me an instrument in your hand that we can pray that that prayer will give us purity of mind <clears throat> and slowly slowly we we will progress now the main thing that stands in our practice of surrender to god to the surrender to the divine will is our egoism i am such and such 
I got so much of money, I got so much of power, I, I'm so famous, I can do this, I have done that. These are the common statements. All this I and mine, big ego. Sri Ramakrishna calls this the unripe ego. So it's not very easy to get rid of it and practice surrender to the will of God. When I can do so much, why should I give up my will to the will of God? <clears throat> so it's very hard to practice this surrender. But it's not impossible, hard. So we need to practice constantly discrimination or discernment and dispassion. Constantly, constant practice of discernment and dispassion is needed to get rid of this unripe ego. His will will be done through us when we have removed all the obstacles, all the, all the obstructions for his will to flow through us. When we become a pure, clean channel for his will, then his will will flow through us without any obstructions. Everything that stands in the way has to be removed. Madhaji has described here in a, in a different time in her talks about the flute of Shri Krishna. It seems the gopis, the milk maidens ask the flute, what is your secret? Krishna is always holding you so close to his lips. What is your secret? What have you got? The flute replied, I have got nothing. That's a secret. I emptied myself of everything. The flute, it's completely hollow. There's nothing in that. So if we make ourselves completely empty, empty of everything, all our egoism, vanity, pride, arrogance, then we will become clear channels for the flow of divine will. It's very hard, very hard to get rid of the ego. We think that we have given up the ego, we have subdued the ego. Sri Ramakrishna compares the ego uh, to the sapling of the banyan tree. You pull it out, the sapling or the new shoot, two days later you see another shoot coming up. It's very hard to root it out completely. So he says, don't worry about rooting it out. Just change the direction. Change, transform the unripe ego to the ripe ego. Don't bother about getting rid of the ego, but change the unripe ego to the ripe ego. Unripe ego is the one who says, I am such and such, I am such a big person. I am so great. I am so famous. All that. I is very important. Make it into the ripe ego, which says, I am the child of God. I am the servant of God. Here also there's I is the ego is there. But what is the ego saying? I'm the child of God. I'm the servant of God. I'm a devotee of God. I'm an instrument in the hands of God. So God is important. You become the ripe ego. <clears throat> that ripe ego takes us towards God. Swami Turiyananda says, the more you will free yourself from egotism and become his instrument, the more you will realize peace. The more you feel that God is the only doer, not you, 
the more your heart will be filled with peace. Often we confuse self-surrender with inaction. Oh, surrender everything to God, so I don't have to do anything, sit quietly. Sitting quietly without doing anything, performing any action, that's complete self-surrender? No. Op extreme, other opposite end. Inaction, without doing anything, sitting quietly, it's inaction, in, 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 Thomas, inertia. We have to get out of this inertia, practice spiritual disciplines, perform japa, meditation, prayer, do your duties, what is to be done, your daily duties, help others, do service to other people as far as possible in your capacity. So, doing all these things, you rise from Thomas to Regis, activity, intense activity. And through that, your mind gets purified and you reach to the highest state of sattva, where your mind becomes really pure. <clears throat> and you get control over our mind and mind becomes calm. And only then we can have self-surrender. Swami Vivekananda had the firm conviction that he was an instrument in the hand of God. And the hand of Sri Ramakrishna. He was an instrument of Sri Ramakrishna. Sri Ramakrishna was working through him. He had the conviction. We see one incident. After his return from the West in 1897, 1st of May, the Ramakrishna mission was organized. He called that meeting of the devotees and set up or organized the Ramakrishna mission. And the duty in the what activities, everything was discussed, decided upon, and he gave the motto, Atmana Mokshartham Jagathitaicha, for one's own um, salvation and for the welfare of the world. After that, um, some of the devotees left, went away, and some of them were remaining then and just talking. And Swami Yogananda raised a doubt. Is it the way that Sri Ramakrishna asked us to continue his work? He said, whatever he was telling Swamiji, whatever you have decided, it will work out. But doubts come. We serve, as far as we understood, Sri Ramakrishna's method is completely different. Is this the way, is, what we are planning to do now? Is it what Sri Ramakrishna wanted to do? <coughs> So Swamiji says, don't think that you understood Sri Ramakrishna completely. Sri Ramakrishna is infinite. His ideas are infinite. We each have understood very little. And then he continues. One gracious glance of his eye can create a hundred thousand Vivekanandas at this instant. He's saying how immense the power of Sri Ramakrishna. One Gracious glance of his eye can create a hundred thousand Vivekanandas at this instant. But if this time he chooses instead to work through me, making me his instrument, I can only bow to his will. See, I am working as his instrument. <clears throat> so we also have to 
pray because we haven't reached the stage where we can offer give up our will completely we have to work towards that that's the aim that we are working towards it towards first offer the results of our action to god and then we will work towards the goal of completely giving up our will and becoming an instrument in the hand of god till then let's pray oh lord guide us and make me an instrument 